Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. I feel like I have morning voice. (laughs) I mean, you sound fine Um, to me. Yeah, for those of you listening, uh, I think this is one of our first times doing it this early in the morning, and I'm feeling like I can tell in my voice, so... Um, I had a late, late, late night last night. I went to go see the new um, Dead Reckoning, uh, Mission oh. Impossible. Okay. How was it? It was, it was good. Um, it ended on a great like cliffhanger because it's part one. Um, but it was good. Just what you would expect from any Tom Cruise movie. Action. Yeah. A sprinkle of maybe romance, kind of and fighting and espionage. So classic, just like all the rest of them, but I like a good movie like that. So it was entertaining. Um, all right, episode seven, let's do it. Oh, quick reminder, we're doing a giveaway on Instagram. Five free people, not free people. <laughs> we are not affiliated with free people. Fisher Price little people. <laughs> um, we're giving away five box sets on Instagram. Um, head to our uh, page, see the pinned post, and enter yourself and get all your friends to do the same for your chance to win one of five. Okay, that's it. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. This week we watched season seven, episode seven, titled The One with Ross's Library Book, which aired on November 16th of 2000. Written by Scott Silveri, directed by our very own David Schwimmer, again. When Joey decides to stop dating a girl who Rachel and Phoebe have come to adore, the ladies take action to change his mind, and Ross fumes when he discovers the location of his dissertation in the university library. Yeah, I think David Schwimmer, I think in the whole series, he does, he directs 10 episodes. 10. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just didn't realize they were like so back to back. Yeah, this was his third, I think, because he did one last season and then... So far, he's done two this season. Wow. So he gets exponentially more and more as the seasons go on. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good for him. All right. So we start in the soft open. And I think Joey and Rachel are the first ones we see. And Rachel has a new hairdo. Okay. So in in this reveal for her very short, blunt bob, Jennifer Aniston told InStyle Magazine... Um, that the real reason she cut her hair was because her real hair was getting thinned out from all of the extensions and it was starting to look fake. But she also later revealed regretting the cut, stating that she feels sexier and more feminine with a longer hairstyle. I can see that. Yeah. For sure. But she can pull it off, though. She definitely looked good still. Oh, totally. It looked great on her. Yeah. Um, So we're in Joey's apartment, and Rachel asks him how his date went the night before, and as she does that, she's walking into the bathroom and in on said date. Joey is getting ready to leave, and he asks Rachel, like, look, can you just let the girl down easy? Like, tell her I'm not interested. Um, Chandler used to do this all the time, and even soften the blow with making pancakes. And Rachel is very much not for this. She's like, I'm not going to do this to this girl. But when no, I don't either. But when the girl comes out to ask about the broken lock on the door that Joey did when Rachel moved in, um, (laughs) she asks Rachel if 
Joey said anything about her and Rachel in that moment can't do what she said she was going to do and offers to make her pancakes. Yeah. So the Magna Doodle has a view from space. It's kind of a very zoomed in image from space on North and Central America in the Pacific Ocean with Saturn and other heavenly bodies like floating in space. So there's like a moon, stars, things like that. Nice. So in the main, the start of the main part of the episode, we're at the university library and Ross is bringing Chandler there to show him what he discovered when he was looking up names on a computer for fun, um, <laughs> which Chandler poked fun at. Um, and he learns that his dissertation is printed and being kept in the library, which he finds amazing, which I can understand. Um, and as they get closer to the location of where the book is, they hear some not so pleasant sounds. And as they round the corner, they witness students attempting to have sex in the same aisle that his book is. It's not secluded enough for all that jazz. It really is not, but... I mean, they say it is because they say it's up on the fifth floor in the back of the book. So in theory it is, but it just doesn't look very secluded based on where they're at. It looks like they turned a corner from the front desk and they're right there. Um, I also didn't realize that they printed doctoral dissertations. I just thought that was something you turned in to prove that you were worthy of a doctorate. I don't know enough to know if they do. Yeah, maybe. my educational ignorance is showing for sure. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe they do if, like, they become a professor at the school. Maybe if it's good enough, they print it and put it there. Maybe. Case, like, yeah, that's a great point. Professor wants to use it as part of his curriculum. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm shooting in the dark here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Uh, okay, so we head over to Monica's work, and a waitress or lady brings back um this chicken oh that wait somebody... sorry i forgot i forgot to mention mention something i thought chandler's i'm so sorry i thought chandler's joke was pretty funny towards ross considering the main storyline in the last episode was ross and joey snuggling because he says like i hope that's not why you brought me here and the fact that like in the very last episode they were like ross was <laughs> snuggling with joey um i just thought that was pretty on point sorry that's funny no you're good um so we head to Monica's work and a waitress brings back chicken that somebody has requested is too dry once again. And now this customer would like to talk with the chef and Monica's irritated. So she tells her like, just send her back. But she's also like irritated yet kind of excited because somebody's coming back to see her. Um, so as she's putting this lobster into boiling water, we hear the famous, oh my <laughs> God. Janice! Come from none other than Janice. And Monica immediately tells the lobster how lucky it is. Before dropping it in. So Janice starts to banter with some small talk and then notices the rock that is on Monica's hand and inquires about who gave it to her. And Monica is hesitating at this point and she slowly, I don't know if you notice this, she slowly slides a knife like closer, like within her reach. Oh my gosh, I did not catch that. Yeah, she's like standing there and she's like, oh, what? well, and she's like sliding a knife towards her. Oh, that is such, Llewellyn, that is such a funny catch. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. That's so good. I wonder if it was blocked that way in the scene or if 
Courtney Cox just did that, you know, just sort of all the cart or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I have no idea. That was a good, good little thing. Also, I didn't, I forgot that Saturday morning is when people mow their lawns, so I apologize. <laughs> oh, you're good. Also, I apologize. I'm pretty sure I just peaked my mic when I said, oh my God, so apologies. <laughs> um, anyways, we head back to Joey's and he is coming home to learn that Phoebe and Rachel have been hanging out with his date, Aaron, all day, and they are smitten with her. She leaves and her. Joey immediately asks what happened to the plan and Rachel admits like look I couldn't do that and then after hanging out with her we realize how amazing she is and we really think you should marry her like they escalated Mm -hmm. very quickly Mm -hmm. um but they're trying to convince him like all the good traits that she has but he really doesn't think it's going to go anywhere because nothing in his relationships ever have um and the girls look disappointed and Joey calls them out for basically calls them out for their lack of love life. You know, Rachel being in love with her assistant and then the secret affair, apparently, that um, Phoebe has with a pigeon guy on the roof. Yeah, so at one point when they're trying to convince Joey and they say she speaks several languages and he goes, man, do you guys know or do you know what guys want? (laughs) That was just funny. Uh, Yeah. Um, so then we head across the hall to Monica and Chandler's and Monica comes home from work to tell Chandler she ran into someone he knows. And when he asks who it is, she does the Janice laugh, which I can't do. I apologize. No. <laughs> um, which then makes him say, oh, my God, like the the back and forth between them was hilarious. Um, yeah. She told. So he inquires, like, did you tell her about the wedding? And she said, I did because she saw the ring and then I maybe kind of invited her and her boyfriend to the wedding. Um, Yikes. And Chandler was like, okay, well, did, did, uh, did you say like, no, like you're, you're, you're like, we don't want you at the wedding. And she said, no, I was kind of backed into a corner and I couldn't do anything about it. So he told her that she should have just lied. You know, um, her cards in the mail, your baby is cute. Yes, Ross, I will read your book. Like they're simple lies. You can do it. But, Monica realizes her mistake and says that she probably will hate the chicken that night too because she complains much about the chicken. <laughs> the chicken. Um, so Chandler like reassures her, is like, look, don't worry because she's probably not even going to want to come. And Monica like starts to feel better. But then Chandler was like, look, see, that was a lie. You see how easy it is? Um, and <laughs> it's so this, clever of him. Yeah, it's at this point when Monica like breaks the news that they're going to dinner this Saturday with them and Chandler can be the one to lie to them then. Mm-hmm. So then we head downstairs to the cafe and Ross walks in irritated and shouts, students are doing it in front of my book. And he asks Joey and Rachel, like if they'd ever had a spot in their school where people did what these kids did. And Rachel starts to tell him that there was a spot in the library where the dusty, boring books were that no one read before realizing mid thought <laughs> that she probably shouldn't say that because it's not helping Ross. That's probably where Ross's book is. <laughs> yeah. And Joey apparently has been to the exact spot that Ross's book is to do what these students are doing. So, which makes me wonder, did Joey go to that school or does he hook up with college girls and that's where they bring him? <laughs> the second. For sure. Did Joey go to school? 
Agreed. I know. I don't think so. I don't even know. I mean, you technically do to become an actor, but who knows? Um, right. As Ross leaves, Joey tells Rachel they should head to the movie that they were planning on going to. And she tells him, like, what's the rush? And at that moment, Phoebe and Aaron walk in. And as they get up to head to the movie, Rachel remembers that her and Phoebe had some prior commitment. Some, And on, like on cue, both her and Phoebe say it's a 32nd birthday party for their friend Allison. And they offer to give their tickets to Aaron and Joey, who... Joey looks irritated, but agrees to still go. Joey is so mad, but you have yeah. to give props to the setup here. Oh, for sure. Rachel and Phoebe knew what they were doing. Yeah, and the fact and that did they it like really well. They like yeah, they did nail it. They both said the right things at the right time. Yeah, this was planned. This was a strategic ambush on on their part, and I feel like they knew Joey enough to know that they should they should have all of their facts down. Because he would ask. Yeah, for sure. And they did it well. Yeah. So then we head back to the library, and Ross is asking the attendant about the paleontology section. And at this moment, (laughs) that person thinks Ross is referring to something else and asks him to wait while he goes to get get someone to cover. But Ross clues into what he's thinking and yells, like, no. The guy thinks it's a pickup line. Oh, he does, for sure. (laughs) Um. But Ross shuts it down and is like, no, I want to talk to a manager. And so the manager steps in and he asks if they can increase security in that section to warn off unwanted behavior. (laughs) But the manager, as I think any manager in a library would, like denies it because they don't have the people for that. And Ross decides, like, look, I'll just do it myself then for the sanctity of the material. Sanctity of the written word is what he said. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Ross. Only Ross. Only Ross. Um, So then back at Joey's, he returns from his second date with Aaron. And he actually enjoyed himself and realized that they have a lot in common. They both really like sandwiches and they are both into sports. Although she's a Mets fan, which could complicate things when they have kids. And the girls, (laughs) like hearing like the fact that he is thinking forward with her are beyond excited. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything else there. Did you have anything? No, I think I skipped the scene for writing notes. It's pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now it's Saturday at dinner with the lovely Janice and the couple. And we're three hours in when Janice finally realizes that she's being stood up by Clyde, I think was his name. After and 30 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, apparently he's not showing. There's yeah, no way sure. I would wait for someone for three hours. No, I would not either. Um she tries to distract herself by bringing up the wedding and Chandler is starting to trying to let her down easy. He tells her that they're going to have a small ceremony and like, he kind of goes too far, like a small ceremony with like just family. And like, now I don't even yeah. know why we're having, having a uh, ceremony and all this thing. But Monica saves him by saying like, we're just inviting family and like, it's just going to be small. And you think Janice is going to understand, like you kind of kind of can see yeah. her mind spinning, but then she begins to cry and thanks them for thinking of her as family before asking I've, which song they want her to sing. Oh my gosh. I've never, I've never experienced someone so delusional and someone who is missing cues so terribly as Janice is in this scene. I haven't either. No. Yeah. 
Um, so then we head over to the cafe. Joey and Aaron are arguing over Mets players and like who's the better player, whatever. I don't know anything about the Mets. Um, <laughs> and as Joey goes to get drinks, the girls ask Aaron how it's going. And she admits that she's really not that into Joey because she doesn't feel a spark. So she asks the girls essentially what Joey had asked Rachel in the beginning to like clue him in that she's not interested in a committed relationship. And the girls are like, not happy about this. And as um they get up to leave joey like thanks the girls like hey like thank you so much for doing this for us and like pushing me to do this but the girls on the other hand are very much not happy yeah joey is so sweet here because he's finally gotten past his own self to really try and do something with somebody and now for him it's working and then the women are like we like we had to put extra effort into this for the girl to pretty much say the same thing that Joey tried to do to push him off. Yeah, which such is such a bummer. Especially for Joey, because I, calls... I feel like he doesn't have like a solid relationship much throughout this whole series. Yes. Yes, agreed. In fact, Rachel might be his most solid mm-hmm. and that's hated by like, I would argue most of, okay. Bailey, no. <laughs> it's argued that, like, they're the worst couple ever between all the friends. Yeah. So, but I think it does call, like, an interesting difference between guys and girls. Like, girls, I feel like I can sort of, she does come off sort of like a B after. Um, because she, like, not changes her mind, but I think... Girls are willing to, like, give it a little bit more time to see. So, like, the first time they're just trying to be like, will you like me? And, want like, want it to work out. But then, like, the more they spend time, they're like, yeah, actually, this probably isn't it. Whereas, like, it took Joey extra to, like, they're so easily like, nah, this isn't it. To where, like, once they spend time. For me, it kind of showed, like, a little minute difference between men and women. I'm not saying it's the greatest stereotype of the two, but I... I can say I can see how that storyline came about. Yeah. So then we head back to the library and Ross is patrolling the paleontology paleontology section when two lovebirds stroll over. He asks them if they're interested in the books there before shooing them like away like they're flies. Uh, another girl comes over by herself and starts like looking, actually looking at the books. And Ross like jabs at her about being interested in evolution, um, trying to see, like basically saying that she's there for different reasons. And her response surprises him and excites him because apparently it's the same as his. Um, and when he tells her his name, she remembers it from reading his dissertation. And he, like, explodes because she's the one who checked out his book. And then there's a quick cut. I mean, cut. this is practical. Yeah, no, go ahead. Then there's, like, a quick cut, and Ross and this girl are disheveled, and there's the police in the library with them. And <laughs> Ross is just apologizing for basically doing what he hated others doing in that section. I laughed so hard at this scene because of how... He's so accepting of his own fate 
and like yeah. the judgment that he's getting, he knows what he's done. And I laughed so hard. Also, I mean, this girl coming up is practically, I mean, how does Ross find the one woman who checked out his book at the same time he's there? She already checked it out. So obviously she's, she likes that area. So the chances of her coming back are greater than most. But um, I just thought that last scene was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so we head back to Joey's and he's coming home excited again about his date with Aaron. And he's so excited that he wants to plan a surprise trip for her up north. But unfortunately, is going to have to wait because she tells him she's quote unquote busy. And the girls are obviously aware of what's going on and why she said that. Um, and so they decide it's time to tell him the truth that she's a bit of a loner, not really looking for a relationship. And Joey tries to play it cool. Like he's not hurt, but you can tell just in his demeanor that he's pretty hurt by it. Um, and the girls are very sweet here and just tell him that, you know, that he, you know, was way too good for her. And Rachel agrees, like, look, I'm not going to tell anybody that you're looking for a relationship. But he's quick to tell her, like, no, don't do that. Like, I, I like, appreciate, like, what you guys did. And um, kind of, like, clues them in that, like, you know, I would like a relationship. And I think it's just a side of Joey that we haven't seen. And it's just very sweet. Um, but to, like, close out the scene Rachel offers to make him pancakes and he's like I was wondering when you were gonna do that um the fact I don't know if you caught that but the fact that Joey shared food with her dang yeah yeah he mentioned it he mentioned and I was like wait Joey shared food what shocking yeah that's that's a it's a new level for Joey um, so we head across the hall to the apartment and for the last scene before the tag, Monica and Chandler come home from dinner and Janice walks in behind them saying that she can't be alone tonight because she doesn't know what she will do and asks if she can stay with family. And mm -hmm. I thought it was hilarious as she's standing there at the door, Joey comes up behind her and like sees her and does like a double take and walks away really quick. Um, it, I just like died laughing uh so yeah, as janice the, the, our kids are gonna call her aunt janice yeah it's <laughs> funny as she goes into the bathroom to get tissues because she's beside herself in tears again um monica thinks they should let her stay because she feels bad but monica's like or chandler's like no we need to fight this out like we i want her out i don't want her at our wedding and so chandler mans up and tells her that she can't stay the night due to the fact that their apartment is a hotbed of energy and they are immune to it, but not her. But she obviously doesn't buy this because that's a dumb excuse, like Chandler always has. Uh, it starts mm -hmm. to complain that her allergies are making her more nasally um, and just like takes it up a notch. So Monica steps yeah. in and says like, look, you can't stay because Chandler still has feelings for you. And that's why we can't have you at the wedding either because I don't want somebody that Chandler has feelings for at my wedding. And Chandler is yeah. like, what? Like you can just see in his mind, like, what are we talking about? Um, but it works. And as she is hugging them and leaving, she tells Chandler like, look, just give me a call when this all goes in the pooper. 
And that's how we end the episode. Yep. Any, well, before the tag, um, anything else? I guess um, Ian Thorpe, who um, was an Australian Olympic swimmer, appears as an extra in Central Park um, during one of the scenes. But And then at one point, Phoebe calls Aaron stronzo, which is an Italian word for asshole. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so in the tag, we're in the library, and Ross is patrolling again when... Monica and Chandler come around the corner to quote unquote look at Ross's book. And that's how we end. The fact that they would go there after they've been talking about it all episode. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, Monica and Chandler, you have your own home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to spice it up, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, favorite scene? It has to be when <laughs> it has to be when Ross in the library after they'd gotten caught. I think that's so funny situationally. Um, the context makes it hilarious. And he just knows. He knows what he did wrong. And he he's kind of tail between his legs like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> because that's he's funny. everything he hated. Yeah. Um, I thought that was hilarious. What about you? Um, I was going to go sentimental again, but I think I'm going to change it and do when Monica walks in and tells Chandler who she saw and they like do the interaction, like their back and forth is Janice's laugh and then, oh my God. And just the way that they like immediately were on the same page, but like also terrified of how to get rid of her. Um, Mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny and a funny dynamic with the two of them. Love that. All right. Rating. Uh, rating. Um, this, I like always have to go back to the storyline. So Ross's book, Chandler, Janice, Phoebe, and Joey and Rachel. Um, I'm gonna go right in the middle. Unagi. Okay. I'm actually gonna be a little. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking that maybe that was a little low for the episode, but it was like, it was mid. It was just right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like, I need to watch this again. Yes, exactly. Agreed. All right, cool. Post show. Um, okay. Post show wrap up. Do we have any social media um, things that we want to do? Do do I have any social media? Um, no, it's no, not really. Grace and I, it's been funny. We've been chatting back and forth about um, the definitions of the Midwest and <laughs> where where Oklahoma falls in that. So uh, thank you, Grace, for entertaining me <laughs> on Instagram. Um, I have a very strong opinion that um okay for context i lived in oklahoma for several years but i came from michigan i i came from michigan to oklahoma and then moved back to michigan after oklahoma so i'm a michigan i'm from michigan in my mind even though i was born in arizona i'm from michigan so i have a very strong opinion of the the culture of the midwest like a solid midwest culture and one of my 
best girlfriends. Um, she's actually been on this podcast before, and I've told her to, a fa- to her face um, <laughs> my thoughts on this. So this isn't anything underhanded. Um, she born and raised in Oklahoma. We met while I lived there. And there will be times where she'll say something about coming from the Midwest. And there's something that happens internally for me where (laughs) (laughs) I have, I have just a reaction that I'm, I cannot get behind Oklahoma being Midwest. Oklahoma is the South. It is not, it is not the Midwest. It is too far below a certain line for me. It's not the Midwest. It just isn't. It's not a part of it. The culture is completely different than it is in Michigan. It's not it. And so um, uh, Grace on Instagram was asking me about that because her sister moved there. And she's like, do you think it's Midwest or South? And I was like, oh, I'm about to ruffle some feathers if you don't think this. But it's definitely the South. It is not the Midwest. Yeah. Definitely South. So, um. Yeah, so thanks, Grace, for, for bantering with me back and forth on that topic. It's been, it's been fun. That's fun. That's it, though, for Social Media Spotlight. All right, cool. I guess our spotlight should, be, should have been just the reminder of our giveaway, <laughs> which I'll do once more. Okay, that's it. Um, okay, cool. I'll recommend to a friend. Do you have anything? I'm going to think while you do yours. Okay, cool. Um, I am going to recommend... I don't really have a brand, but just an ergonomic mouse. If you don't know what the word ergonomic means, suggest Googling it because I don't know the technical term. Um, But essentially it's to help uh, keep your, at least for this mouse, it's to help keep your wrist in the proper like position to keep it from getting sore. Um, So I think I've mentioned before that I struggle with sore wrists mostly from playing piano um and growing up doing like color guard in high school and whatever um and for the longest time i've always wanted to get an ergonomic like mouse and keyboard but i've always just worked in offices so i'm like i don't i don't want to buy that for an office um and so i never did but now that i work from home i'm like you know what? i want my setup to be as comfortable as it can be and i've noticed in the week since being home with this job that my the mouse that the company like provided us with it's just like a standard like mouse or whatever. And I was like, if this isn't working, my wrist is starting to hurt more. I need to be more comfortable. So I took the plunge and bought an ergonomic mouse and it's literally life-changing. Um, they're strange because they, they kind of, they're bigger, which can be a little frustrating because it just takes up more space, but it's essentially like curved to fit your hand as if you were like, opening a door like that, I guess that's the only way I can say it. So like the buttons are more on the side than they are the top. Um, and your thumb sits like on the the side of it. It's kind of like a weird angle. Anyways, it's drastically helped my wrist in just the little bit of time that I've had. Um, I don't end the day in pain. Um, so if you're looking for something for your desk or anywhere that you use like a mouse for a computer i highly recommend just go out on going on amazon or any store really and buying an ergonomic mouse i bought one for like 22 bucks i think um they have cheaper ones but i just looked at the reviews to see like what people said and this one was pretty good Um, my next purchase is going to be an ergonomic keyboard but i figured i don't want to take the plunge too far because i don't know if you've looked at those 
but they're very weird because they're like split weirdly and like angled so one thing at a time but if you're looking for something and you suffer from carpal tunnel or any kind of wrist pain i suggest and you use a mouse all the time i suggest getting an ergonomic mouse saying that word five times fast five times fast you can't even say it <laughs> nice yeah those keyboards are because they're it's like, like curved. split in half and like curved at a weird angle and so like you have to relearn yeah. how to type yes yeah it is strange um, I do not have one this week. I tried to scour everywhere. So as a reminder, for those of you who listen, if you guys have things that you buy that you're excited about or um, do something often that you would recommend to somebody, you guys have heard ours for long enough that you kind of get the gist. It's just anything that we'd share with a friend that we're excited about. Um, so just a reminder that if you want to share those our way, anytime one of us doesn't have one, we'll sub out one of yours instead. Um, we've already done it a couple times, so appreciate you guys, um, those that have sent in yours. Um, but it's a fun way to just maybe open up. I don't know. It's always fun to hear what other people are excited about because then you think, oh, that might be something I'm interested in. Um, speaking of, you yeah. listened to my song from last week's Recommend. How'd that go? I did. And I was going to tell you, I listened to it. I ran this morning and it... Um I added a few songs to my playlist and oddly enough, like all the new songs I added played on shuffle. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. So it came on. I definitely, I'll say this. It's not my type of song. um, Sure. Which honestly, like, I don't think it's really your type of song necessarily either, but um, I can see, I honestly, I think I'm going to use it more when I'm lifting weights in the gym because it really feels like Mm. a good, like. I can do this, like lifting weights. But when I was running, I was like, this is a good song and it's good tempo, but like it changes so much that I'm like, I, I can't do this on a run. So yeah, um, it is on my playlist. I think that's what I like about it is that there's so much dynamic to it that yeah. once you think you got the beat, it changes. You're yeah. like, oh, oh, and then it slows down and then it speeds up and then it, yeah. and then her tone is great. So I think that's what I like about it is because there's elements that I like better than other elements, but overall I like the song then. I don't yeah. know. And but I that's, yeah, working out or weightlifting would be perfect. Yeah, I definitely added it to my, uh, or added the less explicit version to my playlist. Cause I was like, I yeah. don't <laughs> need to be hearing the F bomb like 50 times. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. But yes. Good. Um, okay. So next week we're going to cover the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. Womp womp. Womp womp. All right. We'll catch you guys next week on the One of the Friends podcast. <laughs>